Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to Gadget Reason Radio here on Anchor FM, or if you're tuning in via the podcast, as always, welcome to you guys as well. But we are going to have a little bit of a shorter tech download today. I'm going to try and keep things moving pretty quick, but uh, we're going to go ahead and jump right in with the tech download for Friday, August 18th, 2017. Apple has taken its fair share of criticism over the years for portraying its iPad Pro as a true laptop replacement, with many experts claiming there's no way the iPad Pro can replace all of the functionality of a laptop. However, with the pending release of iOS 11, Apple is trying to add a lot more usable features into the iPad operating system that would allow it to be more functional as a laptop replacement. Apple has recently released a new series of videos showing how the new features of iOS 11, including the Dock, the Files app, multitasking, Apple Pencil, and more, can drastically improve productivity on the tablet, making it much easier to do multiple jobs concurrently. One of the new standout features of iOS 11 is the Files app, which allows you to view and open files from iPad folders as well as iCloud, Dropbox, and other cloud applications. You can then easily favorite, drag and drop, and organize them, basically making it much more like the file systems we're all accustomed to on a Mac or PC. To be perfectly honest with you, I've never really understood this whole argument and discussion around whether or not these tablets like the iPad or even the Surface Pro can be a laptop replacement. I think a laptop replacement is a pretty generic term and laptops are different for everybody. If you're someone who only buys one computer and that computer happens to be your laptop, then obviously you need an entirely different experience than someone like myself who has two desktop-based workstations that I do all of my content production, graphic design work, audio and video editing, and for me, I don't really need my laptop to be a full-fledged, fully functioning computer. For me, my iPad Pro, which is the original 12.9-inch model, is incredibly functional. I use it in almost every way I would typically use a laptop, and I really have never regretted making the switch, and I love the fact that it's so much easier and lighter to carry around. That's definitely not the case for everybody, and I get that, but I really wish that tech journalists would stop putting their stamp on whether or not any of these tablets are quote-unquote laptop replacements. I'd love to hear some thoughts from you guys on whether or not you think any of these arguments around tablets replacing laptops are valid, and if so, how do you use your tablet and or laptop? Let me know. In case you haven't heard, the Nintendo Switch is doing just fine. In the month of July, it looks like the Nintendo Switch and Splatoon 2 both led US retail sales, and it looks like things are continuing to roll along pretty nicely for the Nintendo Switch, especially now that it's starting to become available again in retail stores. The NPD sales results for July are in, and not only was the Nintendo Switch the best-selling console, but Splatoon 2 was the best-selling software title, and the Nintendo Switch actually had three of the top ten, with Legends of Zelda Breath of the Wild coming in at five and Mario Kart 8 coming in at number seven. That's a pretty impressive turnaround when you consider where things were not that long ago with the Nintendo Wii U. I think you guys have heard me say this quite a few times, but the Nintendo Switch is probably my favorite tech product that I've purchased in 2017, and is definitely one of the most innovative not only gaming products, but just products in general. The simple fact that the Nintendo Switch is actually changing people's perceptions of gaming or the way that they approach playing games and attacking a long existing product category in an entirely new and different way is pretty impressive to me. And you know, I don't know, I just can't get enough of the Nintendo Switch. I think it's awesome. And if you consider yourself a gamer, I don't know how you could possibly have any problem with what Nintendo is doing over there with the Switch. Let me know what you guys think. Have you bought a Switch? Do you want one? And if you do or don't, give me some reasons why. Let me know. 
Many tech analysts and experts are predicting that Apple's switch to including LTE support for the next Apple Watch could really push it into being that must-have product category. Some experts are saying that they expect that the Apple Watch 3 might sell upwards of 20 million units next year. Most reports are expecting that the Apple Watch will maintain the same look and form factor that we've come to expect from the first two versions, with the only major change to the Apple Watch 3 being a possible upgrade to the processor inside and the addition of LTE wireless cellular data connectivity. I feel like the Apple Watch is kind of becoming very similar to the iPad in the sense that, you know, it, at this point, if you're looking to buy a tablet, there's really no other tablet you should be looking at other than an iPad. I mean, basically every other tablet is dead. And I'm not including the Surface Pro in that because I think the Surface Pro line is really more of a PC. It has a full-fledged PC based you know processor and operating system and all that so when we're talking just true pure tablets i mean the android tablets are pretty much just gone dead and buried at this point and you know if you're talking about getting a true tablet you're probably thinking about an ipad and i think that the wearable tech or at least the watch side of wearable tech is kind of going down the same path i think all of the android wear devices have kind of just come and gone nobody really paid too much attention to them and when apple first launched the first apple watch it's reported that they sold about 5 million units in 2015 for the entire year and now it looks like they're selling almost that many units in one quarter and the release of an LTE version that doesn't need to be tethered to your phone all day to get things like text messages or notifications or be able to stream music from something like Spotify is really going to push it into being a much more useful device. So let me know what you guys think. Are you interested in an Apple Watch that doesn't need to be tethered to your phone and do you think that adding LTE connectivity to the Apple Watch is enough to make it a must-have tech accessory? Let me know. Late last night, The Defenders, which is the latest show to come out of the deal struck with Netflix and Marvel, went live on Netflix site. I watched the first episode and I got to tell you something that number one, the video quality of Netflix streaming shows in 4K with HDR continues to amaze me. Um, all, as a matter of fact, all of Netflix programming, their original programming, has some of the best cinematography and some of the best video quality of, of any show on television, hands down. But I gotta say that the HDR 4K content that Netflix is providing lately has just been really, really amazing at showing off the capabilities of my 4K HDR television. The opening scene, and I'm not going to give anything away here, but the opening scene of the Defender show takes place kind of in a sewer, and it's really dark with just sort of glimpses of bright highlights here and there. And the the effect of the HDR was so prominent and so well done that it's just convinced me further that HDR is the future of television viewing, period. Uh, there was one scene where Iron Fist's hand starts to glow. If you've ever seen the show, that's kind of what happens, right? He gets this bright, glowy, gold hand thing going on. And uh, it was it was taking place in a completely dark environment and the HDR effect was was super powerful. The Defenders is kind of like the poor man's Avengers. It basically is incorporating all the characters from the previous Netflix Marvel shows. So you've got Jessica Jones and Daredevil and Luke Cage and now Iron Fist all being kind of wrapped up into this sort of super team. And uh, it, it was really good the first episode. So I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it. So if you've been a fan of all those previous Netflix Marvel shows, uh, I would definitely head to Netflix sometime over the weekend and check out The Defenders. It's pretty awesome. Destiny 2 preloads are heading to consoles next week. So if you digitally pre-ordered a copy of Destiny 2, it should be on your hard drive on September 3rd so that it's ready to play immediately on midnight on September 6th. 
If you're purchasing a digital copy of Destiny 2 on the PS4, it's important to remember that the file size will be 68 gigabytes, so it's going to take a while for the entire game to download. Pre-orders are currently in full swing and will give players access to the full Destiny 2 beta, which begins on July 18th and runs until July 23rd, 2017. Although full details of exactly what will be included in the beta of Destiny 2 have not yet been revealed, we do know that the Destiny 2 version for PS4 will have plenty of exclusive content at launch. The story for Destiny 2 follows the events of Rise of Iron, which was the second major DLC expansion for Bungie's top-selling shooter, which followed the release of The Taken King. So this is one of those games that's a perfect example of I wish it was available on the Nintendo Switch. Now obviously I know the Nintendo Switch is definitely not anywhere near the power of the PlayStation 4 or the PlayStation 4 Pro, but this is one of those cases where I would be more willing to play a more graphically stripped down version of Destiny 2 on the Nintendo Switch than I would be to pay full price for a version that's on the PS4 Pro or PS4 for that matter. And the reason is time. The first Destiny was an incredibly fun game to play, and I loved it for the first few weeks. But as soon as I didn't have the time to invest four to five hours of Destiny a day, I quickly fell behind all my friends in terms of having the best gear, the exotic weapons, and I was getting my butt kicked left and right, and it really just wasn't fun to play anymore. A game like Destiny 2 would fit so perfectly into what made playing uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild so incredible on the Nintendo Switch, which is that I can get little bite-sized game chunks in all throughout the day, a few minutes here, a few minutes there, uh, do some looting, get some gear, level my character up, so that that way on evenings or on the weekend when I have more time to sit down for a full three to four hour play session, I'm not so far behind all of the rest of the people out there that are playing a lot more than I have time to play. So. I'm not sure if I'm in on Destiny 2 or not. This is just one of those grinder type games where you really have to put a lot of time in to finding the best gear so that you can stay competitive. Let me know what you guys think. Did you put a lot of time into Destiny 1 and are you willing to invest that same amount of time in Destiny 2 or are you like me and you're just gonna skip it? Let me know. And that's going to do it for another tech download on this Friday afternoon. I will not have another tech download until Monday, but I will have some additional content for you guys over the weekend. So be sure to check in if you're sitting around with nothing to do. As always, thank you guys for favoriting the station and continuing to tune in. And if you haven't already, follow me on social media at Gadget Reason. Otherwise, I will talk to you guys later.